Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. Now, many of you guys who know me know that I have been part of the real estate and mortgage community for several years, but I actually have the pleasure of interviewing someone who has given me lots of opportunity within his lab code agents organization. Um, and I'm super excited to not only have him on as a guest of our podcast, but also as a friend and someone who just knows what he's talking about, truly believes in, in the message that we've been putting out and pumping out, been pumping out for years. Um, but none other than Tristan Almada. He is a jack of all trades. He is a dad, a husband, a real estate agent, the CEO of Lab Code Agents, and the CMO of Success Enterprises. Uh, some new things happening in his world. But Tristan, I am so excited to have you. And for those people who still live under a rock, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of how you you came into the real estate community? Well, I'm happy to be here, and I did I did bring coffee, so you know Perfect. I'm drinking I coffee with you on this one. There, there we go. I like it. And I'm um, Tristan Omada. I've been in real estate since 2004, right out of college. Went to law school and real estate, and then didn't finish law school, but did continue on real estate. It just made more money, and and so from that transitioned into online leads as my specialty then went around speaking around the nation for realtor.com. Then from there, I built lab code agents, brought in some friends who you may know. And one of you, one, one of them is Michelle, obviously we've showcased her as well. And then made partnerships and friends with Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I was there, uh, I was on their advisory board for real estate for four years. We created the advisory board for Facebook and Instagram. Amazing. And then from there, Amazing. my my friend became a billionaire, bought Success Magazine, and then said, hey, um, can you come over here and help us out? It's a 120-year-old company at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, sure. And then I got to do that thing, and now I'm doing real estate, running lab coats, CMO of Success Enterprises, and and a whole bunch of other stuff in between, but that's a little All bit All the titles. Me. I think that Jack of All Trades is is never been more true <laughs> talking to you <laughs> truly terrible but <laughs> hey um it's funny because you and I always say you know you don't need to be a master of all the things just master one but then here we are mastering all the things so you know well you know on, on that I think you and I master something and it just happens to touch everything else which is so good at like one thing specifically and that just happens to be the one thing that everyone needs right now, right? I agree. I agree. And I think that's a perfect segue into the goal for me with with bringing you on, not just for your wisdom and your expertise and, and just being who you are, but truly there's a conversation that I feel like has just all over the marketplace right now of, of people understanding the power of social, but still having this 
thought in their back of their mind of like, is this for me? Do I need it? Do I not, do I not need it? If I do decide to do it, what's the point? Um, and I think that that leads to the word of the year for my organization and for everybody that has been around me to start 2023 has been psychology, right? So the, the emphasis for social mm -hmm. media, specifically for Instagram, for this conversation is psychology and understanding what that actually means. So my question, my first question to you is just when you think of the word psychology and you think of Instagram, where does that take your brain? And what would you say to someone who's like, what, why, what does psychology have to do with that? No, I, I agree with you. I, lo I love that word. And if we think of the definition of psychology, it's somewhere along the lines of, and I'm going to get this wrong because I didn't look, um, probably the study of the human mind and, and the functions. So if we apply that to social media, we can think, well, if we're studying the human mind and its functions, how does that relate to the audience that we're trying to connect to, right? And I think that at that point, where we're seeing the transition happen is to two things. One, which you've heard this word often, it's more of the authenticity part, more of people really wanting to get to know you, which falls along the niche of what you do. Because the thing that makes social media different is you. You, you make it different, right? Nobody can replace you. And you need to show up more often as you on social. And that, I think that's where we bridge the gap with the word psychology in our audience and Instagram, right? A lot more of you will allow people to connect with you. Yeah. And I just looked it up because I was, I was like, I feel like he just nailed that definition without even knowing that he just nailed it. But the true definition, according to dictionary.com of the word psychology is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions, especially those affecting behavior keyword Ooh, in behavior. a given context. So uh, you, my friend, absolutely nailed that. Um, I think you said all of those words. You know, in that's, that's so good on the behavior part, Michelle, yeah. I didn't think about this um, behaviors. So here's what happens. And it's clear on the social side, your beliefs dictate your behaviors. It happens all the time. And what we see on the social side, especially you, because you're a coach on this and you get to help out thousands of people. When you're helping people, they have certain beliefs about how Instagram works or beliefs about how they should show up on Instagram. And that affects our behaviors, mostly negatively, right? Because we're like, oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm losing hair. Oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, my face. I need whatever it is. It's always an excuse. And that that affects our behaviors. And some people are like, oh, social media, it's just not for me. Or Instagram, I just can't do that. But that's that's all falling under your beliefs. If you want to change anything, you really need to change your beliefs on Instagram and the necessity that it has now as an extension of prospecting. Like this is it's no longer an option. This is this is a must. Like you have to show up on social. I would rather live in a world of attraction. And I've door knocked, and I started door knocking right in real estate, and I love it and cold calling. But if I have now the option of saying, do I want to run a business where I attract people or do I want to run a business where I go out and hunt for it daily? You better believe I'm going to attract it because I can hit 
millions where over here I can only hit however many I can dial or reach out to or knock one at a time, right? Totally. So it, that, that's how I see it. That was really good on the video part. Yeah, you crushed that. And really the thing for me with Instagram and you just said it without probably again, even realizing how brilliant what you just said is, but it's prospecting at scale. And this is something that we've been saying for years and years and years is if you are effectively using Instagram, you truly are prospecting at scale. And it's not just Instagram, it can be social in general. But again, for sake of context, you know, I'm the Instagram girl. So that's where I'm going to land. But the reality is, and I posted this in my stories yesterday, I actually did a poll. Would you rather have 100 cold leads that you are either paying for or going out and fishing for? Or would you rather have five that are people who come to you and are reaching out to you? And by the time they schedule a call with you or send you the DM or send you the Facebook message, they're already sold, right? Which would you rather have? Now, a lot of people yeah. would say 100 or without thinking, right? They'll quickly say 100 because, oh, the volume is more important, right? Well, if I have 100, I know I convert it around 10 to 12%. So I'll take the 100. But guess what? For me, and I know that you're aligned with me on this. I'll take the five all day, every day, because those five people, if they're that bought into me already before they pick up the phone to talk to me, then they probably have five other people that they're probably then going to continue to refer to me after that. So five isn't just five, it's really five times five, which is 25 and so on and so forth, right? So what's your thought on on that? It sounds like from my, from my understanding, I would definitely okay. think you're aligned. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you on this because I I think that the other part to this, and you know this because I've seen it, the five that are already attracted to you through social, they're also interacting on social with others and they understand social media. So it really isn't just five, it's five times the amount of people they also reach on their socials because when they're sold on you they they're going to tell other people right and those this is how we grew lab code agents right people are like how did you grow it i'm like well i provided value and it was very niche only on online lead generation that was it that's all i was great at and then that spread to other people then other people are like damn that's really good by the way i'm really good at farming can i show up on lab codes i'm like yeah and then they brought in their people. This other person's like, I'm great at expireds. I'm like, great, bring in other people. And then that's how it grew. And you're talking about the exact same thing. This is it. I would totally take the five. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I want to ask you a question about success enterprises because you recently took on a role as CMO, which that's a massive role. I remember seeing your post when when it went live on Facebook and and just thinking like, excuse my French, but literally, holy shit right? That is insane. Um, and Jeff, uh, obviously a very good friend of the two of ours, sent me a text message and was like, hey, did you see, or not sure if you saw Tristan's Facebook post, but dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, I saw it along with, you know, thousand other people. Um, but <laughs> with with that, why did you take the role? What was what did the role mean to you? And, and as the chief marketing officer, what does that look like for you as far as taking over social and really helping change that side of their brand so there were there were a, a few things on that number one was i looked at it as an opportunity to jump into something 
that I've never done before. So I'm a real estate agent. I never really had a job before. Like I had a little bit telemarketing while in high school and college and little jobs, right? But I never really worked anywhere. And so I was like, there's an opportunity to work in corporate as an executive. I'm like, I don't even know that world. And I love challenges because I was scared to, you know, I'm just kind of freaking out. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, that makes me happy. I'm going to go that direction. Number two is there's an opportunity to help out a 126-year-old company that their socials aren't looking as hot as they used to be, right? And so if I can turn this around with the help of my friends and the help of people that are already there, the media team, uh, I can really learn something along the way because I've never done it at this scale on something that's already been established. I've done it on, I've done it with companies that have nothing and I've grown that from scratch, right? So not just lab coats, but other companies, but something to this magnitude that touches people outside of real estate. I'm like, damn, this could be really fun. So it was more along the challenges of, of challenging me into growing into the position and seeing if I could take it on. And it's scary some days, I'll tell you, Michelle, I'm like, I, sometimes I feel like, do I belong in corporate? What is this crap? Yeah. I, I just can't play the games. Oh, I can't yeah, play I'm the, not a, the Game of Thrones. I can't play. I'm not a corporate employee. That's for darn sure. Um, I, I Just like you, I've, I've been down that road a few times and it comes down to why I love what we do so much, which is the freedom to create and the opportunity to have a voice that is ours and to be ourselves, whatever that might look like. And, you know, uh, I think that the thing you said though, is fear based, right? So you took the opportunity because it presented an opportunity to say, I've never done this before. But what I heard you say, in addition to that is building something from scratch when there hasn't been any issues or mistakes made, is fun. It's easy, right? As long as you have a blueprint or a roadmap, which you clearly already had prior to starting it. But the real challenge and the real beauty for what I think you did is you stepped into an organization who already had a massive presence in, in general, right? A 126 year old company. Most people know of them. Most people have gotten the magazine delivered to them at some point in their life. But to take something that already has that and say, I have to go in and I have to undo all of this so that we can then replant and re-sow the seed and, and kind of rebuild it. That is wildly challenging. And I think that that is, in my opinion, that is what we're doing, you and I, in the mortgage and the real estate space for professionals on social, because 95% of them, when they reach out to us, they're doing it so wrong that we have to go in and we have to undo a, a crap ton of bad habits. You know, that, that's so true. Here's why they're they're doing it wrong. And then you tell me what you think, or you can add to this too. I feel like they, the, the general population that tries social media, Instagram, all right? They, they go in and they're like, I like what this, let's say, I, I like what Michelle is doing. I'm going to try it. And then they try it. They don't change it. They keep on trying it. And they're like, oh, it sucks. It's no good. I tried it. It's no good anymore. Instead of trying it, failing, and they're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Trying that. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. The consistency of failure is what gives you the success. But people fall out in between so quick, right? 
And I think that that's where you come in and you're like, no, 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 no. This is what you try here. Great. That doesn't work anymore. This is what you try over here. Oh, you know what? That stopped working. It doesn't work the same. This is That's why I love social. It changes so fast. Yeah. And Michelle, you and I are invaluable because of it, because we're continually failing ahead of everyone else. And we're never out of a job. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's very true. It's so true. Um, we will we will always be needed. And I think as long as we continue to show up the way we we show up, that's where the value is. But um, you know, I I have a, a question. I don't think I've ever asked anybody before, but I, you know, I get asked it a lot whenever I get interviewed. And so I'm excited to ask this of you, which is failure is inevitable in any business. You've now probably launched and, and fixed or helped hundreds and hundreds of businesses over the years, but I still love failing. Like, I think that there's something so beautiful about the failure moment. Um, and I remember when I very yeah. first started the Instagram power method back in July of 2019, my very first podcast episode that I was ever on was Phil Treadwell's mortgage marketing expert an amazing friend still is to this day. We just talked on Instagram this morning because he had to buy a new suit for, or, uh, what is the, Momentum Builder, I think is the name of the conference that he's at right now. Um, but he had to buy a new suit because he's lost so much weight. And I sent him a message and I was like, you're looking amazing, Phil. Like the new suit, um, Stacy did good picking it out, you know? Um, but the point of that is when, and the, the story I was getting at is when I launched the Instagram Power Method back in 2019, it failed royally. And I remember thinking the night before I was turning it on, I said to my husband at the time, Mind you, I had fired all my clients. I was literally making $0 a month so that I could spend six months building this bad boy, right? Um, and I remember telling my husband the night before, I was like, babe, we are gonna be so rich. Like I'm turning this on tomorrow and like this shit is just gonna explode. And I and that's I believe that like in my heart, right? And and when I woke up the next morning, you turn the faucet on and you're like, okay, there's no water coming out. Still no water coming out. And Two, almost three weeks later, we had only sold two courses. And at the time, the course was only $697. So it was, that was nothing. That was no money. That didn't even cover my Kajabi expenses over the last six months. Um, and so, That's true. so I took a second and I stopped and I took two weeks off and I said, I'm going to live in this two weeks and I'm going to figure out like, what did I do wrong? And I'm then going to, going to relaunch and I'm going to use the episode that I was just on with Phil as a marketing tool for relaunching. Um, we relaunched and we, we just passed a million dollars in Instagram power method sales, barely not even three years in. And that's, that's insane. Like that's yeah. absolutely insane. But can you, that's, that's obviously, obviously you failed. Right. And I think that's the point of this is why, I, what I really want to ask you is, has there ever been something like that that's happened to you where that kind of you've taken that step back and had that moment of stillness and said, you know what, this is why it failed. And then relaunched to, to something new. Yeah. Uh, I think we I've done that continually. <laughs> <laughs> that's our whole life. It's, it's, it's funny that you bring that up like that. Yes. And I feel like every time I look back at the failure it's number one, it's me, right? It's my approach. And number two, it's something that if I change, I can grow from it. But the, the thing is, you you continue to move forward by changing things. Most people just stop. 
And this is why they never progress into anything, right? They just stop and say, that didn't work. And then they don't pivot. They don't, they don't morph what they thought they needed to change to be that next version of, of that company or themselves. And I think, um, I think with businesses in general, yeah, I did it with, with Tristan and associates, the, the real estate portion of this, I've definitely failed there in mailing. I'm like, Hey, let's mail out to let's, let's spend $10,000 a month on mailers. Let's go. And then a year in, I'm like, Whoa, what happened? Because <laughs> I guess I didn't inspect what I expected to happen. So I wasted 120,000, but then I went back, tweaked it. And then all of a sudden it started working. Same thing with, um, I'll tell you the exact story here in real estate. Uh, and it's happened outside too, but real estate wise, I get a call from realtor.com. It, it was like 2010, 11, around there. And they have this new product. It's, it's called at the time Cobro Connections. It's the zip codes. You know, you buy a zip code, you get a lead, like Zillow, same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was at the very beginning. They had just literally launched it. They call me because my last name is A, starts with an A. So I'm at the top of their list. And and they're in my city. I had no idea realtor.com was located in Westlake Village, where my office is. We're in the same office building. So of course I'm gonna Crazy. be first. What a coincidence. And yeah, coincidence. So they call me and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that idea. I go, I'm doing that on Craigslist. I'll take it. I go, I'll take the whole county. And and they didn't know what they had. I didn't know what I was getting into. So it was cheap at the time. And, and I get all of these leads, hundreds and hundreds of leads a day that are visiting the realtor.com site because I took the whole freaking county, right? And LA County's not small. It's massive including Ventura County. And so I started getting inundated with leads and I don't know what to do with them. So I'm throwing away money, thousands of dollars a month, and I don't know what to do with these leads. So I thought, same as you, I'm like, hey, honey, we're going to, this is going to be amazing. We're going to, we're going to make millions <laughs> on this. And it was the reverse. I didn't have the systems in place and the agents because I didn't know I needed agents for this. I thought, you know, couple was okay. So I was throwing away money. And and it was like this for three months. It wasn't a long time, but it was three months. And I was like, I, I need to put in things in place. So I cut the amount of leads we were getting. I went and I put things in place. And then I said, okay, let's turn this back on. And then all of a sudden I started closing. Realtor.com noticed because I picked up more. And they said, can we interview you on everything you've put in place to be able to handle the leads? And this is before, you know, all of these uh, round rob, all, before all that stuff. So I put that in place. And then they said, they put me on camera like, we love this. Can we take you around the nation and have you speak on this? That's how it happened. Uh, but it was through failing and not knowing what the hell I was doing and saying, there's a solution for this. I'm not doing the this right i'm the problem let's see what we can do here and how uh, much i didn't you, stop if you don't mind me was... asking how much were you paying realtor.com at the time because you said it was cheap so what is what is cheap um, cheap uh for the county it was five thousand dollars so it wasn't that much a month no that's like uh, what, not even one that's barely even one transaction not even yeah at the time and then i grew it into paying them fifty thousand a month so insane um, we we grew it 
we grew bigger, but you know, they knew what they had at that point. So the charges just kept oh, yeah. going up higher. And higher. I can imagine. Um, I wouldn't want to know what the price tag is. But on it's the same price now, but yeah, it's the same thing with Facebook lead ads, right? Or Instagram lead ads or, or Google pay-per-click, right? We had to fail into this to figure out processes and systems because it's working for other people. We just have to see how it works for us. And, and most of the time, you're right. Most of the time, it's us that that's the problem. Yeah, right? I think everybody's it's so quick approach. to blame the system or the course I bought or the external factor, right? And I think we're we're living mm -hmm. in that right now. Let's blame the external factor. And I anybody who's not friends with you on Facebook, you might be friended out um, on on Facebook standards, but. Um, you should be friends. I'm I'm one of the lucky 5,000 that gets to see the posts you're putting out, but it's, it's so much around mindset. And if I can, I want to shift us a little bit because the word psychology being like the focus, but the definition, having that word behavior yeah. in it, which what you're describing is hundred percent behavior based. Uh, my failure experience is hundred percent behavior based. Like every time any of us, all of us listening to this, anybody who, you know, just in general, like in life, right? We've all failed and we've had to have these moments of self-reflection. But I think the people who mm -hmm. are actually successful are the ones that take the most leadership and take ownership of their leadership, uh, of their issue, right? And uh, my husband is a retired mm -hmm. Green Beret. Most people know that. Um, Extreme Ownership is the name of the book that everybody reads. It's about the, the SEAL situation and uh, mm -hmm. another big one that, I'm reading right now for the second time is grit by Angela Duckworth. Um, and she mm -hmm. talks about this exact thing that you and I are talking about and that you and I both embody, which is one word, which is grit, right? Because when we fail, it's not your fault. It's not COVID's fault. It's not the interest rates fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's my fault, right? Because I missed something or I wasn't ready for what was happening. So in your situation, what it sounds like, right? You turn the faucet on because you believed in something, but you weren't ready. You didn't have the systems and you didn't have the processes in place to be able to, to execute closing five to seven to 10 deals a month with all the leads that were coming in. You just didn't have it, right? Um, when mm -hmm. I launched the Instagram power method, I didn't have any form of pre-marketing in place. So I launched it with the, with a hope and a whim that my Instagram presence was enough with no email marketing, no advertising whatsoever, which I don't, I don't necessarily believe in paid advertising. Um, I think that it works for some people. It doesn't for others. Right. Um, we actually just turned all of our Facebook ads off because I was generating more the other way. Um, so, but I think the reality is behavior is at the root of all of this, which is making behavioral yeah. change or taking ownership of our own behavior and saying, if Instagram's not working for me, it's not Instagram's fault. It's not Michelle or Tristan's yeah. fault because their accounts are so much bigger. Um, that's why I'm not growing or that's why I'm not converting, right? Oh, Tristan has a hundred thousand followers. He's just cooler than me. So that's why he's more successful. No, that's not the case. Um, so behavior is a big word, but I'm just curious, like, what, where, where, what is your take on grit and behavior and, and the aspect that goes into production when it comes to social media be, with those two words kind of in mind? Uh, here, here's what I think, because I was thinking as you were talking about grit and a Angela Duckworth, um, 
I think grit is is habitual too, because and going back to extreme ownership by Jocko, um, when you look at when you look at finally taking ownership of why things aren't working, you realize that it's 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 a progression in your life. And if you at some point interrupt the patterns that have taken you to this life that you don't want or be specific to how your Instagram looks right now, right? It's time to look inward and be like, what did my beliefs, what are my beliefs that allowed me to behave this way that then created habits because I continually show up in the same way, right? And so if you always look at it and say, one continual question I ask myself, it's like, what am I missing? Anytime I get pushback from anyone, anytime I fail anywhere, anytime I'm having difficulty, I'm like, what am, what am I missing? It goes back to me, right? And so this way, it allows me to look at things more objectively. And if you start looking at it in the same way, you're like, okay, got it. There are people in this current atmosphere that are closing transactions, whether they're buying or selling. There are people right now that are getting business from Instagram. Yep. There are people that are yep. growing their Instagram and engaging at another level completely outside of what you could even imagine. What are they doing that I'm not doing? And so if you start looking at it that way, it opens up your world to be like, you know what, Michelle's doing great on Instagram. I'm going to reach out to her. And if it means, if it means me having to buy uh, her program, Instagram power method for me to have a seat at the table and talk to her, then I'm going to do that because now you change the beliefs of what's possible. And if it means that I'm able to talk to you by having to pay to be closer to you, then I'm going to do it. And, and I th don't think people look at it this way. People always look at it with, well, we've, we've also been burned a lot, but people look at it and be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. She's, you know what? Why is Michelle so successful? It's like, why not me? She doesn't deserve it. Same thing with on the listing and buying side for real estate. It's like, they got the listing. Oh man, that person, they don't even do anything. Instead of it, look at say, look and say, Hey, I wonder why they're successful there. Maybe I should pick up the damn phone and call them or text them. And I uh, think that makes the difference. You said something that I, I I just have to say out loud because I think you're an incredibly successful entrepreneur. Zero question. Nobody would even for one second think that you feel FOMO, right, of what someone else might be doing. But the reality is, is I'm sure you you do. And you have those moments where you think that, um, and, and I'm no different, right? I, I'm definitely nowhere near where you are in my career. Um, I, I think that will continue to evolve. But for me, as a growing entrepreneur, I have these moments all the time where I'm like, well, so-and-so is doing more than me. So-and-so got on a bigger stage than me. With comparison, I talked to um, Mel Robbins. Yes. Mel Robbins, Amazing. the lady who wrote yes. High Five. She mentioned to me one time, she said, the reason you have envy and jealousy, Tristan, because that we were talking about, then I was like, yeah, you know what? I get envy sometimes. I'm like, oh, damn, they're doing so well. I wish I was doing that. And then it can turn to jealousy and then it can turn dangerous. 
she says, the reason you have that is because you wish you were doing what they're doing. It's not that you don't like them or you don't, you don't wish the best for them. You just wish, damn, I wish I could be doing that. And if you're not careful, it turns around. And so when I look at it that way now, I'm like, like wait a second. I don't not like them. I just want to be like them. Let, let that inspire you instead of drive you to envy and jealousy. And it's a challenge, I'll tell you, because I, I even compare myself. I'm like, damn. And I'm like, okay, slow down, Tristan, slow down. Yeah, I think anyway, one of the things that's, that, that's what I was talking about. One of the things that I do is I have a brag book that my business coach, Grant Wise, who I I know you know, um, has advised yeah. me to do. So because I think that there are a lot of speakers out there that speak on Instagram and I've heard lots of them. Um, and by no means do I believe that I am quote better than any of them. Um, what I do believe in my heart of hearts is that I have a, a different drive and a different passion that comes out when I speak about it than others. Um, and Mm -hmm. I also believe that we are truly different. I think a lot of people say that they're different, but I think very few people act on the difference. Um, and actually have an organization that's built around that difference. Um, And without getting into all of that, you know, that's another conversation. But I think for me, the FOMO comes from exactly what you said. It's like, I just wish I had the platform to be able to stand there and say, all of you guys who are caring about X, Y, and Z, stop it, right? All of you guys who are not doing X, Y, or Z, you should be, right? It's that, So it's not that you wish anyone poorly or that you don't want them to continue to succeed. It's solely a matter of like having this burning fire passion in your soul of like, I just want to stand on the top of Mount Everest and scream bloody murder out loud so that everyone hears me. Um, And I think that that's something that I've really stepped into. Um, But my brag book has helped me so much there, right? Because we have had so many massive victories over the last call it year. Um, we're really three plus years, right. Mm-hmm. Since launching, but Grant, um, who I know, you know, but one of the things that Grant taught me was to look at our profit margin, right? He said very few social organizations or marketing companies actually even operate on a margin more than 10%, right? Most real estate organizations don't off operate on a, with a profit margin of more than 10%, like hardly ever, right? It's very rare for a large organization to operate there. Um, And we did our numbers on Tuesday. So just yesterday, um, or to some of you guys, it might not be yesterday, but to me, it was depending on when you're listening to this. But um, yesterday, we discovered my profit margin is 33% as a Instagram marketing agency. And he goes, do you know how many people would kill for a 33% marketing or sorry, 33% margin? And so he told me, he's like, go get your brag book and write that shit down because that is a huge win. Um, and so yeah. it keeps me, it keeps me from feeling that jealousy and also, and honestly, the word that comes to my mind, and, and we're just going to be real here. The word that comes to my mind is just like pure hatred. It's like, oh, I'm so mad at this person, or I'm so mm-hmm. jealous of this person, yeah. but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the brag book has really, really helped me. Because I just stay in my lane and I just do what I do. And it's and it solves a lot of that. Well, this person's doing this and this person looks like they're so successful. Um, and I got an email yesterday from a, a loan officer that's joining my organization who said, 
he, she sent me a screenshot of two separate accounts. She goes, Michelle, I just look at these accounts. And to me, they just look like they're freaking killing it. Like, what am I doing that, I, that they're not, or what am I not doing that they're doing? And I was like, whoa, 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 we're asking the wrong question. Right. Yeah. Look on that. I agree a hundred percent. And on the last portion of it that you said, we're also comparing ourselves sometimes to people that have bought their audiences. And uh, so whether, whether or not it's been uh, where they, I don't know that the fake followers thing is as, as much of a thing as it used to be, but now it's more like buying real, a real audience to engage with you, but then after they stop engaging. So um, that's what we're competing against as well. So it kind of throws people off when we're looking in and, and we've got like a, a following of about 200 people, which I think is amazing mm -hmm. versus somebody who's got 150,000, right? And they're not real and you can't really get business from it because they're not real. They're not engaged. It's like, yeah. I would rather have 300 real people that chose to follow me because they know me right? Versus a fake following that I can never monetize. But people don't see it that way because they see volume, right? It's always the volume, but it's not, it's the quality. So good. So good. Um, my yes. last question for you, I, I want to be a super good steward of your time because I know your time is valuable, but I have a, a burning question in the back of my mind, which is what is, when you came into success enterprises and, and the organization as a whole, there was obviously, and, and not just success enterprises, let's just say the Facebook group marketplace, right? When you decided to create LabCoat, like both of those, right? There was this big hole in the marketplace that you filled. Um, and, and my question to you is, what were they doing when you came into the organization that red flagged your brain where you're like, they can't do that. We need to do this. Like, what was that thing that you saw that needed to get fixed? Uh, on both organizations, I'll tell you the one I created and the one I jumped into. Uh, for lab coats, it was it was clear as I started building this, people needed to give back without expecting to get anything back from a community of people. Nobody was used to that at scale. Everyone either was paying to be coached at a high level, right, and nobody was used to somebody that had success in real estate at an extremely high level to give everything for free. And that's what I brought. I was like, this is missing. And that's what I rallied around. So then I got other people that were producing at an extremely high level and said, I like what Tristan's doing. He's 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 the leading person in online lead conversion in the United States. Why not do it for farming? Why not do it for, and that's how I started attracting that. And I was right, right? And then worrying about the monetization way after people aren't patient enough. That's number one. On the success side, the immediate thing that I'm that we're pivoting to is first, I needed to work on the engagement because it was dead. And, and we just started looking at the assets that we had, whether they're video assets of old interviews with Jim Rohn, John Wooden, and all these amazing people. So I'm good. like, let's dice it up and put it into reels, right? And put it in quotes. Now phase two is going to be Let's add the authentic piece. Let's bring in some people that are at success. Me, Jarek, Nick, and Lelena, other people. 
and start showcasing us in reels, whether it's we're using trending sounds, whether it's us just pointing at, a, at an article about leadership from Jim Rohn and saying, hey, what do you guys think of this? This is how we see it. That piece, that is a big opportunity to connect with our audience on a personal level that's not being done. And if we look across, by the way, Forbes magazine, Inc. magazine, all of our competitors, Entrepreneur Magazine, HBR, Harvard Business Review, um, these enterprises, they're not doing it either. Mm-mm. Like they are missing the authentic Mm-mm. to connect with the audience. And I'm like, shit, that's what we're going to do. Gosh, um, hopefully Inman doesn't throw tomatoes at me or fire me from writing a column for them by saying this, but they're not doing it either. Um, if you look at their Instagrams. No, nobody is. Yeah, if you look at their Instagram account, it's graphic, 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 graphic of all of like the headlines that are on the Inman website. And in my mind, I was just there at at the actual conference. Um, Where is the leadership? Like I and this is sad, right? But I didn't even know what the lady looked like who was editing all of my articles. Like I had never even seen a picture of her until I went actively and searched it out. That doesn't even make sense to me, right? Because as somebody who was excited about being a potential contributor to the Inman platform, like that would have enticed me more if I would have seen a picture of her and seen a story of her as a new mom or as, uh, you know, somebody struggling with postpartum or just real life crap, right? Like I would have been so much more connected to her, you know, or for example, there was a lady who is here. Um, I live in a very small military town, but she's the owner of a coffee shop that opened on base and it's a coffee food truck. She right now is up for military spouse of the year for the entire country. Like that is absolutely insane. Right. Wow. And I'm like, that's like, that is so huge. And Fort Polk, which is where I live is the sol- the soldier base is only 7,000 soldiers here. It's a very small base. Um, we're actually moving to Tennessee to be at Fort Campbell, which is where my husband was pre- previously stationed. Um, And the soldier base is 150,000. And this woman from a small, tiny, tiny town is being nominated to be the military spouse of the year. Why? Because she is everywhere as a mom, as a spouse, as someone who Mm. has to deal with having three kids with a husband that's active duty and deployed. And her entire business model is serving the military spouse community and saying, we have these military spouses who are brilliant, who want jobs. And guess what? Their husbands are gone. I might as well put them to work and let them feel like something, like they have something of value to add. Um, The name of the coffee shop is Coffee Cat. Starts with a K. K K-O-F-F-E-E. Cat. Um, And her name is Mindy. Like just absolutely amazing. Like I, I wish nothing more than for her to win. And you can actually vote for her every single day um, that the voting is open. So you can go in and vote every day for the entire, like, I think it's 30 days or something like that, that it's open for voting. Is that, is she also on Instagram or no? Yeah, she is. Um, if you find coffee cat, K O F F E E cat, um, on Instagram, they posted about it in their stories. So they posted all about her and, and then the article about it and her words of wisdom. Coffee. And Is this the one? No, that's not for what street. No, this is not the one. I'll find it or maybe, uh, text it to me after. So I have the right one. I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. So both coffee and cat are with a K and then you'll find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't doing that. So, yeah. That's why. Uh, um, yeah. But for real, Tristan, I, I just want to say thank you for, for who you are and for what you're doing. 
uh, because one thing, you know, to end this on an authentic note, everything that you put out, like, I just feel like I know you every single day and all, and all day, even though we, we don't talk as often as I would like to talk, but obviously you're incredibly busy. Um, so I understand that, but that's the beauty of what you've done is you've created a very personal brand that people feel very connected to you, not just as a husband or as a dad, but as somebody who's in the trenches alongside them, really trying to figure out this whole, you know, Instagram, social media success as an entrepreneur in the real estate community space. Um, it's very refreshing and it's one of those things that I think more people need to get tapped into. And, and my favorite one, and I'm going to end on this is when you posted something about like something about drama. I don't remember the exact word or phrase. <laughs> you're like, come on, we're all no, like, I was not having a good day that day. Yeah. I was not having a good, I'm like, what? Like drama? Really? Come on. Totally. Shit. We're like, what are we in middle school again? Come on. Um, but for real, I would love it if you let my audience know one, what do you have coming up? How can we get dialed in to what you're doing? And two, okay. what's the easiest way to connect with you, whether that be on social or elsewhere? Instagram's the easiest, Tristan.Aumada, A-H-U-M-A-D-A. And then we do have social con coming up. It's the first one ever, which you're part of. So thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're having it in LAX, April 3rd, April 4th. We're focusing on social media as a business. So looking at this and either growing your real estate business, whatever business it is, we're bringing entrepreneurs outside of the real estate world. And then we're bringing in social media influencers inside of real estate as well. So you can get both takes on this uh, one and a half days and it should be, it will be pretty powerful. I'm super stoked to be there. Um, I know I just, I just posted it about it in my stories this morning, just saying, hi, come if you, if you are interested in even slightly getting better 1%, this is the place to be. So um, I'm excited about it and I, and I look forward to being there, uh, hugging you in real life. Um, it's, it's always better yes, than, than via social. I agree. But Thank thanks so much. So much. Um, so for everyone who is listening to this, please feel free to, um, send me an email comment on a post when this goes live, leave a review. We love all of that. Coffee and questions is all because of all of you guys reaching out to me saying that I needed to interview all of these people who are crushing it. So thank you, Tristan, for being one of those people. And again, to all my coffee and questions listeners, thank you so much. I will see you guys in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.